Man, what's up? What's happening, everybody? You already know who it is and what it is. Your boy, Nephew Q, a.k.a. Q Walker. And if it's your first time tuning in, this is He Said, She Said. And to my bottom down there, we got the esteemed, beautiful, curly hair popping right now. Christina, a.k.a. Chrissy J. Go introduce yourself for the people one time, for the one time. What's going on, y'all? You call Chrissy J. You can call me hella fine. You know, whatever's on your mind, boss. Is that how we feeling today? Not for real, but you know, when you feeling down, you got. Now I gotta be my own hype man. Okay. Shut up. No, me and Jarvis, we got you. Don't worry about the hype man. Me and Jarvis, we got you. We're gonna we gonna set you up. I encourage my own self. And then you know, we got the immaculate. There you go. Blazing, half Korean, half black, because he's Asian. My dude, use right hand, does a little bit of everything, this, that, and the third. Go ahead, JT, introduce yourself. What's happening, y'all? It's Jarvis, JT, at What A Sight To See. Catch me on that IG, out here with bars like Chrissy. So everybody got bars except for me today. Is that, is that what we're doing? Yeah, you ain't got the bars, man. I, I, I ain't got the bars, That's man. when you can't have everything. You're right. You're right. Y'all got a bars, but man, we got an exciting show for the people tuned in. Man, like the caption says, Kentucky school is back in session. It started this week with kindergarten through second grade, starting off on Monday. Uh, the great thing about today's show is we do have an educator on the show, being Jarvis, and I have kids that are going back to school as well. Chrissy J, she can speak from the format of having all of her kids out of school right now. I was going to say, wait a minute, what do I got? <laughs> so, but before we get today's show started off, we want to hit y'all with a little black history fact. Chrissy J, go on, let him know what's up. Oh, hold on, y'all. <laughs> I got my glasses on. You put your glasses on, baby. Okay. Okay, I'll joke aside. So, in 1969, Madeline Anderson became the first black woman filmmaker in the United States to produce and direct a televised documentary film title I am somebody so if you haven't checked it out guys check it out I haven't looked at it myself but oh, hello yeah go ahead now nah, oh, you just nah, nah, you had, had the floor <laughs> I had the floor I was by myself nah you had the floor all to yourself you had the floor okay. all to yourself but yeah it's called I am somebody um actually my daughter put me on today I haven't watched it but I am gonna watch it y'all watch it let me know what y'all think Hey, there it is, a little black history fact. But yeah, let's get back on into the show, man, because we got a lot to get into. Uh, first things first, Jarvis, man. Um, how, how do you feel about the schools reopening? And, and parents who are watching, please tune in and tell us your thoughts about how y'all feel about Kentucky schools opening back up. Um, only six out of the 171 school districts have not reopened, which is Je which includes Jefferson County, and uh, which is the largest district. And they said the reason why that is is because it's going to take a little bit more planning for that to happen. But Jarvis, um, how do you feel about the schools reopening, man? Um, see, man, I'm I'm like I'm like twofold on it all, man, because because I am an educator, so I'm a teacher, and uh, you know, for me, like I really miss our students, so I really. You know, with this week being in school, since I do teach in the elementary school, it's been really good to have students back in school and just to kind of see their faces and, you know, because the students are a pick me up for me, you know. Um, but I but I do understand all the concerns and stuff. And I do believe that if you, you know, if you do have uh, a family member or if your child is someone who is, you know, immune compromised, I, I do understand, um, you know, why you wouldn't want your child to go to school. 
and just the simple fact that we are in a pandemic you know what i'm saying the pandemic alone is something that i feel like you know warrants you know something like this you know what i'm saying this isn't something that comes around every so often i think the last one was a little over 100 years ago right 1919 or something like that okay uh so uh yeah man i'm a little i'm a little biased towards wanting the kids back but i also understand all of it as well uh i i definitely you know at the thought of me catching the coronavirus and, and possibly being one of the ones that 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 would get you know gravely ill or gravely sick you know and i can't you know i can't i can't dumb down the effects of what the virus has done to so many families out here so uh but I will say, as of right now, I, I am very, very excited to to be back in the school building and have the kids in there. So, um, me, I, I'm kind of torn on it, man. Um, and, and this is where I need you to help educate me a little bit on, on it all. Um, is is it mandatory for all educators to get vaccinated? Because I know that some of the stipulations. Uh, for people who don't know, some of the stipulations to go back to school, let me pull this up real quick, is that uh, students and staff must wear masks at all times, even on school buses and hallways. Classrooms and cafeterias should be less densely packed with desks separated by six feet or reasonable distance. To prevent overcrowding in hallways, schools should avoid having students switching classes all at once or eating lunch at the same time. And schools with buildings that have poor ventilation should be evaluated before in-person instruction resumes. So as a parent, how can the educators make me feel comfortable in knowing that y'all are doing the best and doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing to ensure the safety of my child? Yeah. Um, so, so for me, just looking at it, you know, and I can't speak for every school, right? I can only speak for the school that I work at. So, yeah. you know, uh, I, I'll try to generalize it more so because I'm, I'm hoping that the rest of the district is following some of the same protocol but for the school that i work at i feel like you know my administration uh has done a fantastic job of you know not just thinking about the uh, students but the employees as well so all staff uh but in the school that i work in and i'm hoping that it's everywhere else right temperatures i will be taken and are being taken before students enter the building right um so the process is going to take a little longer. It's it's, it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve uh, right now, you know, but hopefully for the most part, things run smooth. But our uh, custodial staff has been absolutely fantastic at sanitizing, going back behind and cleaning. So whenever we have uh, classrooms that may take a bathroom break, right, it, immediately after that round of bathroom breaks our custodians are going there and cleaning man i can't say enough for our custodial staff man they they have been absolutely fantastic as far as uh keeping everything sanitary and things like that um and i think you know the fact that the admin at my school has been very they they've been very supportive just overall right so if a teacher if a teacher feels like or if a teacher is immune compromised or feels as if they don't feel as safe, you know, there was avenues to, to maybe teach virtually or some other options as well. So, uh, 
like I said, Q, I can't speak for the school that your kids go to, but I know that if your kids went to my school, I, I would say that you'd be okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sending them over to you. Mason um, <laughs> Gordon, he says, depends on your district whether or not it's mandatory to get vaccinated. Vaccinated here in Jefferson County Public Schools, it's not required yet. We're going to start. Uh, we're going to be starting back in March. Um, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know J- JCPS was starting back in March. But yeah, I, I mean, it's the same in, in Fayette County too. It's not mandatory. Okay, it, it's strongly encouraged, but it, it's not mandatory. But that is that is uh, interesting. I thought. I thought Jefferson County was going to be out the entire year. And then uh, Isaiah Ike, Baron, he said they should have waited until next school year so more people can get vaccinated first. I had COVID and it was horrible. I'm scared to death for these kids, teachers, and other staff. Uh, Tina, do you think they should have just waited until the school year in August before they try to, you know, issue uh, kids back into school? So, because I don't have school-age kids anymore, I'm, I'm a little bit different when it comes to this, but from the people that I've spoken to that do have school age kids, they're saying they should have just waited. They was like, it's only a couple months left. Um, why are they sending them back now? Now, on the other hand, I hate to say this because I don't want to make it a, a, a race thing, but I'm saying like, so I work with a certain group of people at one job. And <clears throat> so most of the white people that I worked with say the kids need to go back they should have been back it's ridiculous that they're out i mean they've went so far as to make comments that teachers are lazy and getting paid for doing nothing blah 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 and they're mad because they feel like their kids aren't learning right Mm -hmm. then on the other hand i the black parents that you know that i've come in contact with even at work have said listen we only got a couple months left of school they should have just waited and kind of like what uh ike said that um wait to see who all is going to get vaccinated to kind of keep it down some. So I see what Jarvis is saying from in the sense of, you know, he missed the kids and, you know, trying to get a sense of normalcy. But I don't think that our numbers are down enough to be sending these kids back to school. And on top of that, it's just how many kids do y'all have per per um, classroom classroom right now, Jarvis? Um, I, I don't know like the average of, of like every class, but I know we, I mean, we, we do have a good portion of students that stay virtual. So, I mean, if I had to guess, uh, our classes probably range now between like, I would say about 14 and 20 ish, um, which is typically, you know what I'm saying? Our, our school is usually pretty crowded. So typically you might have some classes that I have anywhere between like 21 and 25, 26 students. So. And that's a lot. And, and, yeah, a yeah. and yeah. if I had the option, like uh, my cousin, his they've opted out and they've decided to keep their daughter home, you know, to do it virtually. For now, I haven't seen my little cousins in over a year in person. You know, we FaceTime and stuff. But right now, it's just a lot of the unknown. Yeah. Um, nah, 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 nah. I'm gonna be honest with you. If, if I didn't work in the school system and did not know and did not see what was going on in my school, um, you know, because between us. You know, we we struggled on whether you know letting the kids go back. So, you know, I don't have my eyes on what what my son's school is doing, and you know, he kind of preferred to stay virtual. So he's gonna stay virtual. However, my little girl, you know, she's coming to the school that I work at. So, he's I, yeah, and I feel comfortable because I know the the things that we're doing in the school. So, um, so I, I, I think yeah. it's a catch twenty two because uh. Uh-uh. Hold on, y'all. Sorry. Lena. And that. 
So, so go ahead, go ahead, Tina. We have to catch 22. Go ahead. One of my best friends, she teaches school, right? And my thing is, especially when you have all of these young kids, it's already hard before COVID was in to kind of keep these kids from touching each other. And, you know, <clears throat> so how you think you're going to deal with that during COVID and make sure they keep their mask on, don't touch each other, move here and move there. A lady I was talking to at work today was just like, you know, her kids are back, but they're like, they hate it because they, they can't eat lunch with their friends. They can't go up to them. Like it's so many rules. They wish that they would have just decided to stay home. But I think once you make the decision to go, you can't take it back. Right. That's what they said. If you make um, it, you can't. That's what I heard anyway. I, I don't want to technically put anyone out there, but uh, I, I don't think that's the rule. Uh, but I mean, the good thing is, right, is the district is giving everybody a choice. Um, so, you know, you could choose to stay virtual. You could choose to go back. Um, yeah, but I, I mean, but I but I feel it like, you know, pretty much all the way around. Right. So so I kind of understand that part of it, too. Kind of like a, why go back with only two months uh, or, or something like that. You know what I'm saying? But there, there's so much more behind the scenes that, you know, some of these parents in these Facebook groups, Right. Uh, which is people in general, they don't even know, like there's so much more that goes into it, right? Mm -hmm. And like I was telling somebody, like you you cannot be so selfish to the point where you, you know, to where you don't think about nobody else. But I get it, right? As a parent, all we think about is what's best for my child. We're not thinking like, these kids need to go back in school because I want all 20 of Johnny's friends and Johnny to be learning. Mm -hmm. All they think it is, you know, we need to go back in school because I need Johnny to get in there and learn, right? So all they thinking is is they kid, they kid, they kid, which is which is normal, right? Like Q, you thinking about your kids? You're not, you know, in the back of your mind, you're not really thinking about the other kids. Your kids are at the forefront of your mind, yeah. And you know that's what it is. So, but there's so much more. So the reason why, you know, kind of it's been staggered for us to go back in. Is because there's been a shortage of uh, food service workers, a mm -hmm. shortage of bus drivers, just a shortage of, of staff in general, right? Uh, you know, subs and stuff like that. So, for instance, let's say a teacher tests positive. Mm -hmm. Well, let's just say a teacher wants a, a, a mental health day and take a break. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of schools are struggling to even get subs that are wanting to come in. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the part, like people don't see, there, there's so much more to the logistics and then you got to think the whole bus situation, right? Mm -hmm. So we needed more buses, more bus drivers to to really keep the kids socially distanced on the bus. Mm -hmm. But we're not even thinking like, you know, the whole situation with the bus garage, mm -hmm. when we did, uh, you know, go out when the pandemic first started, you know, and I don't know all the ins and outs of the details of that, but from what I do remember hearing is there was a lot of uh, uh, bus drivers and monitors who was delivering the food that ended up catching COVID, uh, you know, and some of them, yeah, and some of them gravely caught it, right? Like, I think, you know, I don't want to throw no false numbers out there, but from what I heard, there was a, a, a couple people that may have died and passed away from contracting COVID. No, that's just true. Okay. So, let, okay, so speaking on that, Hold, on, hold, hold, hold that hold that hold that thoughts in hold that thought i want to get to some of these questions they they got for y'all um uh this one this one will pertain to you uh 
Jarvis. Ike wants to know what happens if a kid catches COVID. Does the whole class have to quarantine? Yeah. So, like in 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 my school, right? We have these little QR codes. So the QR codes are on every door. All staff members have to like scan that QR code if they go into any other classroom or any other part of the building, right? So that kind of like is the contact tracing part of it, right? So we know who's been where, who's been here, who's been there. Um, we, we have it to where most of our students are not going in any other classrooms. All their humanities or specials as some cool schools call it, they come into the classroom. So essentially the only, the only couple of places that students are going outside of their own classroom is to the cafeteria uh, it's can the code all day long. Absolutely. So uh, the cafeteria or to the bathroom, really. I mean, that's about it. And, Why aren't y'all just in the classrooms? Huh? Why aren't y'all just eating in the classrooms? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I mean, think, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm not even 100% sure. Now, now, I know as far as that was in consideration, I believe, a long, long time ago. But what they actually did, since we're not having humanities anymore, they turned our gym into a second cafeteria to, to be able to space the kids out some more. Yeah. So um, I seen that in Paris too. Yeah. So I mean, there's man, there, there's so much logistics that go behind it. You know, like I said, but it's it's a, you know, if if someone in a classroom does contract it i believe they make the whole class uh including the teacher quarantine and go to uh virtual learning so i don't think they just out of school just period but they'll go to virtual learning and i'm not sure if uh i'm not sure if that specific teacher goes to virtual learning or if they go to the designated teacher that's for that grade for virtual learning that's currently designated for that grade so um yeah. And that's probably, and that might be school specific too. So, and uh, you 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 had alluded to the bus drivers and bus monitors. Todd here, he says bus drivers already having to quarantine. Kid tested positive on Monday, so a few drivers and monitors out already at my garage. Um, Todd, man, keep keep comment because I w- I would really be interested to know how bus drivers and monitors are doing with all of the kids coming back as well. Uh, one more comment, real quick. Uh, this is from Twan uh, Watkins. He says, I agree from a teacher's perspective. We are already in a rhythm and have our process in place to stage a new format of instruction for only a couple months seems counterproductive. And that goes back to Chrissy J's uh, point about, you know, why not just wait and, and, until uh, the following school year? Uh, let's get to some of these. Go ahead, go ahead, Tina. Well, what I was going to say is, if you guys noticed, at least when I was in school, 90% of the bus monitors and the cafeteria workers are elderly people. They're older people. So it's right. going to be hard to get them in there because they're scared. I mean, my dad is 65 and he just had the vaccination, you know, and even with that, he's still scared just because, yeah. you know, you don't know what can come from that. I mean, you don't know what these kids, you don't know where these kids been at, where their parents been at. You don't know the situation. And if you get it, then... How much con- do they do they scan the QR codes on the bus too? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if they scan the QR codes on the well. The kids don't scan it on the bus at all. Like I know that because we put the kids on the bus, um, but they are required to to kind of like socially distance on the bus or whatnot. Um, but like I said, I mean, it, it it's such a tricky dynamic 
because, you know, like everybody has an opinion about something, right? So like, like I've even heard people have an opinion on why there's no bus drivers and uh, subs and stuff like that. People, you know, there's some people who say, ah, oh, well, they don't have bus drivers and subs because those people feel like they're making more money on unemployment or whatever. Right. And I mean, I mean, it may be the case. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know anybody that's that's personally in that situation. Um, you know, but initially, I will say this, right? I, I, I think it's inevitable or or whatever to, to almost say, right? Kids will learn better in person, right? Sure. Like I think the structure of it. Yeah. And, and just how everything is, kids will learn better in person. And I don't think that that's a lack of of teachers' instruction, but it's the lack of accountability. It what well, it could be some of the lack of accountability at home too, right? Because you know, if, if you're a teacher or an educator, we've all seen kids, you know, laying down, you know, kids eating a bowl of cereal all day long or whatever it may be. So, cause I work with some incredible educators. I, I do, I work with some incredible educators. I see them every single day doing what they do, even on Zoom, right? These are incredible educators. But at the same time, it, 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 it's a lot easier to manage a classroom and to be able to get them to participate, actively participate, as opposed to just being on Zoom um, in the classroom. So that, that I think is a given, but I, I do I do see everyone's perspective though. We have two months left. We've been doing this for for this, yeah. you know. What's the point? Yeah, I mean for me, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm kind of torn. I I kind of agree with that, but it's been so refreshing this past week to have the kids back in school as well. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I get it. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead Tina. No, I'm saying. I get it. It's refreshing. Hell, when TJ Maxx opened up, you thought it, was <laughs> it just felt good. You know, I couldn't wait to sit down and they say, "Can I have? Can I have your? Uh, what would you like to drink? Can I have your drink order?" Like, so yeah. I get. It. You know, you you doing what you love to do. Yeah. But for yeah. me, like we said, it's just like I don't think that these two months, you know, are worth it. And me personally, I don't think that they're thinking about the educators when yeah, it comes yeah. to the health when they do this. It's just like, okay, well, put them out there. You know, dudes, even with some of the parents that I've talked to, you know, when I hear them bashing the teachers, it pisses me off, you know, when, and that's because I have friends like you and, you know, my best friend. And I mean, I ain't even going to say where she's at or whatever, but I remember, you know, they told her they're doing virtual learning, right? They're doing virtual learning, but then they told them they have to go to the school, right? Yeah. This is before in school person. So she took her kids with her. You know what happened? Parents got mad. That ain't fair. How come she gets free babysitter? Because yeah. I'm here teaching your kids. Like, why are you mad? You know what I mean? Like, parents are just mad. Like, I don't understand. Like, and you damned if you do, damned if you don't. Damn if you don't. Yeah. At the end of the day, when it comes to this, it's not just about the educators. It's we as parents have got to step up. And if they don't have that structure, then that's when we got to put in that extra effort. Say, yeah. hey, you're not there for structure. Let me make sure that you have X, Y, Z done. And maybe not get on Facebook. And maybe not watch our show that we want to watch. Maybe not you know, do that extra little whatever we want to do and take the time out and say, hey, I know you're not getting the structure like you used to, so now it's time for me to step up as not just a parent, but to educate you myself, and which I think that that should be going along anyway, even without this. You know, we can't just leave it up to the teachers to teach our children because mm. at the end of the yeah, day, we ain't always been taught, you know. Yeah. We have to, we have to do our part as well. 
Yeah, I see. Uh, so you got you got Deshaun. He's the made his comment, and then can, can you put Todd's last comment back up? Yeah, I, I was waiting for for um to, for Tina. You talking about it's hectic? Is that the comment you're referring to? Uh, maybe the one right before. Oh, that. I seen it talking about them kids being sick. How they send yeah. them to school? Are you, you talking about that comment? The kids being sick comment? Uh, nah, maybe the next one then. Okay, hold on. Let me get to it. So this is one of Todd's comments. He said it's hectic. As far as I guess he's a bus driver. He said, uh, the day, well, my day is over 70. Half the kids barely know their names, so trying to get them to repeat their names to keep up with contract tracing is tough. Trying to get their temps taken, write down the seat number and everything, can't socially distance on the bus with only 26 seats and 40 students like it will be next week. Uh, he continues on to say, we don't have the drivers and subs and monitors because when they match to, I guess, when they match to Frankfurt, they are marching for teachers out uh, March. When they had the sick outs, we got penalized for it because we weren't included as teachers and staff where I looked at a second class. Are any of those two comments of the ones you were talking about? Or are you talking about the Sniffles comment? It might have been the Sniffles I'm one. About the Sniffles comment. Yeah, right. it might have been the Sniffles comment. Uh, real quick. Oh, man. Okay, here it is. Todd. Todd's on the road today. It's time to be his thing. Uh, he said, parents send their kids to school with the sniffles and throwing up all the time. As long as they can walk to the bus stop, they're going to send them and we're going to take them. Fever, no mask, whatever. We can't turn them away. We got to transport them to school and then the school got to send them home. Is that what you were talking about, Jarvis? Yeah, yeah. So that's a real so that's a real interesting one, because even even like not in the pandemic. Right. Like 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 Todd's right. And. And I hate to kind of play like devil's advocate with with everything, right? I, I kind of hate to like be on like both both sides of the fence on it. But you know, on one hand, right? Like I can't really, cause we have, you know, have had times where, and I'm pretty sure in every school, right? A kid come to school, the temperature might read fine. By the time lunch comes around, you know, he's in the nurse's office with 101 temperature, right? So, oh, okay, were you feeling bad? Yeah, I was feeling a little bad. But mommy gave me some medicine this morning. So he got a fever reducer, right? Whether it be ibuprofen, Tylenol, whatever it is. Hello? I think Jarvis, Jarvis dropped out on us. He, he started, he started, he started. Okay, there you are, you back. Okay, okay. So, 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 so on one hand, right, you have the parents who, you know, will send the kid to school by lunchtime he's got 101 fever he was fine in the morning but then uh you know he goes to the nurse's office you ask him like hey what's been going on with you you know were you feeling bad this morning yeah i was feeling bad but mom and dad gave me some medicine right so he got a fever reducer so parents knew he was sick but mm, gave him something. yeah on one hand i'm like okay like i'm putting myself in the parents shoe right because i don't know I don't know if that parent has one more occurrence left at work and can't call into right. work no more, right? right? So I'm like, okay. And the parents just thinking to themselves, like, I got to keep this job, you know, and I'd rather them be at school learning. The bigger picture, like I said, ain't nobody worried about anybody else's kid. But if this kid comes to school with the flu or the coronavirus and gives it to 20 other kids who then go home and now they're around their parents or their grandparents. Like, like it's a trickle down effect that a lot that a lot of people don't even think about. Um, so that that whole thing is just crazy in general. And then the other comment that Deshaun had, uh, like I, I think I think the comment that Deshaun had, and you know, 
man, I, I be trying my hardest to not pass judgment on people, man. But, um, you know, I mean, sometimes, I mean, this is the reality, right? So, so, some parents are just like, you know what? Like, yeah, they need to go to school. They need to get up out of my face. But but I think it's all about perspective because I've heard some parents tell me like, right, this has been the best time of my life. I've been able to spend these quality times with my kids and also helping them and teaching them, you know, at the same time. Then I've heard some kids like, man, I'm sick of having these kids in the house. They got to go. And they, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I think it's all about perspective, man, and how we feed into that and 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 who we are as parents. Like like Chrissy said, like that that matters, right? So if if my son is sitting here asleep through his Zoom and I'm either not watching him or I'm allowing him to do it, surely I can't expect him to be learning nothing and put that and and put that blame on the teacher, right? Yeah. I got to take some accountability as a parent. So, you know, it's all the, you know, so let, let me let me get Deshaun's comment up here that Jarvis is alluding to. Uh, Deshaun, he says a lot of the pressure to go back comes down to the fact that even though we know in person is more beneficial and better for a lot of students, that's not the real motivation. The real motivation is that many parents still see teachers as babysitters, although they won't publicly admit it. <laughs> Man, that 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 one I heard that that one I heard rubs a lot of parents wrong in that uh, in that little group on Facebook that let them learn group. Cause I heard that some people in there like, you know, that that kind of combat that all the time. And man, I heard that one sets it off every time. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh Chris DJ Day Day said the parents gotta learn new materials as well while helping their children, which is also true. Man, uh please people keep keep giving us feedback and letting us know if you're in the school system or if you know you have a parent going back to school, please comment, let us know how you feel about you know in school. Uh, going back, um, let me ask you this, Jarvis. You you had danced around it a little bit, but you really didn't get into it. So, for the people who are watching, explain what the protocols are for educators as far as going back to school. Uh, so, as far as educators, right? There, there was well, and like I said, I don't want to speak for all schools. I just know my school, but I know yeah. that that we were given an option as to one taking the vaccine or not right so we we kind of got priority over taking the vaccine you know based on how the uh the vaccine distribution was uh within the state of kentucky it may be different in other states uh or whatever but in kentucky we kind of got like a higher priority um my administration sent out an email and let us know that hey you know if there for some reason is a reason that you feel like you fit in this criteria that the district has placed as putting you as somebody who is at, at, at risk. So I, I think, you know, and I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but I know some of them were like immune, uh, you know, being immune compromised, uh, obesity and a few other things, right. Uh, that you could fill out this, this, and this, and I'm sure you had to get like doctor documentation, you know, medical documentation and everything. And then, there was options as far as uh you know you possibly being the virtual teacher for the school year or um i believe there was something where you could not work and maybe still get paid i'm, I'm not sure kind of oh, like a long term off again but as, as a dope picture. am i back yeah yeah you back yeah okay so it, 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 it was maybe something like a like a kind of like a long term disability, right, where you can still get paid or whatever. Uh, but 
But I feel Isaiah with, with, with what he's saying. But uh, but yeah, just um, I mean the protocols as far as for us coming into school, right? And I think now it's even more right. I knew once once we had to roll out of the vaccination for the school employees, I knew then it was going to be a thing where it was like it was almost inevitable because parents were just going to say, oh, well, why can't they go back into school if they vaccinated now? Right. And they had the choice to. So I, I knew that was going to kind of happen, which it didn't really bother me none. But, um, you know, I mean, regardless of how it was going to go down, I was going to try to be as safe as possible. I don't think, you know, I didn't fit any of the categories to to not, you know, to have a waiver or whatever it was. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of like Isaiah, too. You know, like I said, I completely understand that. And if they would have did either way, they would have went. I wouldn't have been upset at all. So if, if just waited. I wouldn't have been upset. So with with the, uh, the kids going back to school, let me read this off real quick. Like I mentioned earlier, K through kindergarten started this Monday. Third grade through fifth grade starts March the third. Grade six, nine, and twelfth starts back on March the eighth. And grade seven, eight, tenth, and eleventh start back on March the fifteenth. And so let me let me ask you this, uh, drivers, and, and please, any parents watching right now. If you decided to to take the option of not sending your kid back to school, please let us know in the comments your reasoning why behind you decided to do that as well. So please, uh, we'd like to comment, so keep them coming. Um, Jarvis, man, do you think the school's reopening will uh, help the kids' social and emotional development? I mean, I, I think it will. <laughs> she said no <laughs> yeah I, I mean i think it will to an extent now now this is what i will say to to any parent that's that's actually watching it's still not the same as as coming back to school in in normal situations right because of the protocols um they're mad yeah yeah i mean i mean you you have situations where you know the kids can be social but only to a certain extent, right? Um, you know, in, in most cases, I'd be surprised if the kids even know what each other look like outside of, you know, having already seen them on Zoom. So, mm -hmm. yes, you're able to be around other kids. Yes, you're kind of able to be like a little more social, but it's still not the same which is kind of scary because you you be thinking to yourself like you know is like how long is this going to be the norm yeah listen it's a bad analogy but it's like going to see somebody in jail having to look through the glass window yeah you happy you can see them but you can't really feel or touch them it's kind of like damn like it's a teaser yeah you know yeah. Well, actually, uh, Jarvis man what 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 what's the temperature been like of the educators it was actually a two-part question um, how's the how's the first week back being, and what's the the temperature of the educators during this first week? Yeah, so for my school and probably most of the district, we didn't really get a lot of like like a practice run one because like what bad weather hit. Yeah. Uh, so you know when when we did plan on having practice runs and stuff. Um, you know, our school building was shut down because of the ice and snowstorm that came. But, um, you know, the first week back has been pretty interesting, I'll say, 
more so uh it, it's been a learn it feels like it's a learning curve all over again right like arrival dismissal like there's so many things and then it's just um you know the constant you know telling the kid to pull their mask up or you know kids will wear the mask like this when they have to wear it like this you know or um you know, and every school may be different, but typically, you know, my school is trying not to just let kids, how typically you would just say, hey, I need to use the bathroom. Okay, go use, take the pass, go use the bathroom, come back, right? We're trying to limit that because, you know, some kids wander a little more than, you know, normal. <laughs> so we're trying to limit that. And like I said, generally, anytime after a student or students go into the restroom, our custodial staff, will go in and spray it and clean it. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's been, it's been, I mean, like I said, man, it's been refreshing to see some of the kids, to to see some of their personality and stuff like that and actually have that interaction, you know, with the kids and my work peers. But it's not the same. It It's, it's really not the same. It's not going to be the same until all this is done. So. Yeah, which, which I hope is soon. Uh, Chrissy, let me ask you, do you think that children are mentally prepared for the schools to reopen? No. And I say that just from speaking to parents in the sense that they were, and this is not even just um, like younger kids, these are high school kids that are already gone back, I guess, in certain areas or whatever. They're like, I'm here, but I can't even, it's no fun. It's terrible. I'd rather just be at home. Like, it's a chore for me to have to be here because there's so many restrictions, so many rules for them. They said they would have rather have stayed home, but that's where I got the um, the whole thing of, they said once you make the decision to go back, that you can't change it because she said that they told them, and that was a, they're in, I want to say Scott County, but that's what she was saying is that, you know, once they say, yeah, we're going to go school, we can't, but she said they hate it. She's like, they, they're miserable and they just much rather be at home. If I got to do this, I'd rather be at home learning on Zoom. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that might that might just be specifically a district thing, but you know, I, I don't know who your people's is, but I'm pretty sure if they if they made us think about it to the to the district, I'm pretty sure the district uh, uh bend a little bit on that. But oh, it ain't my people's, just somebody I work with. But I just oh, okay, yeah, that they felt like it. But then the younger kids, like, think about it. It's been so long, you know. So it's like you're asking them to get reacclimated to something yeah. and that they've not done in this whole time. And so by the time you guys get reacclimated, school's going to be out. Yeah. You know, I mean, I guess the only positives, and I'm not going to say only, but what I feel like it, if they can have school, then they should be able to have a real graduation. Yeah. They should be able to go to their proms. I mean, they, they're going to end school, right? So maybe that's a brighter side for some of the high school kids that, you know, didn't get to walk in graduation and didn't get to go to prom. I mean, those are big moments for, you know, us when we're coming out of high school. Yeah. That a lot of people missed last year. So. Look, but here, here's the here's the flip side of, of the whole thing. And I, I, I'll touch on Twan's comment. Uh, yeah, yeah, some of our students still have to do that too, Twan. And it, I mean, the, the, the dynamics of that is just crazy in itself, right? Some kids are still in person, but we'll have to zoom in somewhere just so that they're, they're not going into another classroom. So, it, I mean, the dynamics of that is 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 very interesting. You know, 
I mean, I feel like as, as educators, we're doing the best we can. Um, but that was just to kind of touch on that a little bit, Tuan. Uh, but the flip side of all that is I have seen some kids thrive in this situation because they're they're more introverted, right? As opposed to being at school where being around a lot of other kids, uh, being around a lot of other students and just, you know, situations in general have made them, you know, because they're an introvert, they want to like tuck, tuck in a shell, right? And hide or, and in some cases with some students, when that happens, that's when behavior will come out because they're trying to escape from something, mm-hmm. right? Uh, to be removed from a situation. But on the flip side, I've seen where those type of kids are thriving in this situation because they don't have constant eyes on me all the time. And if they need to turn their screen off, it's easy for them to do that. Mm. So, um, you know, would it be fair for a group of those parents to yell to the other parents? Like, no, you know, keep it virtual because my student learns best in this environment, right? And that's where, you know what I'm saying? I think I think everyone, you know, it's hard to ask everyone to be considerate and have empathy towards everyone's situation because they're obviously not. They're only worried about their child. But, uh, but that's something seriously to consider, you know, as a as an education system in a whole now and i know there are some i believe uh some places in the country i i I think they do have virtual options regardless uh but is this something moving forward that we're going to start seeing more and more of where parents are going to be pushing for there to be a virtual option just regardless to Mm. just go straight online i can see it actually happening one you know just to kind of create the dynamic and have it set up. The only part is, cause I think, cause I think most of those are kind of like independent and not within a school district or, or from the state, you know what I'm saying? But I think there's going to be a big push for that where they're going to have, you know, Hey, you know, we need to hire teachers for virtual, you know, lessons and, you know, moving forward. So we'll see how, how that all shapes out. That's, that's going to be hard. I, I think that I think that students need that social interaction. Um, not saying that being homeschooled is a bad thing. I have a couple of friends that homeschool their kids, and it's amazing. And their kids thrive, and they love it. But, you know, I guess sometimes you can't miss what you don't have. Yeah, yeah. Had, and I've also, I know a couple of kids that their mom homeschooled them. And when I say they were out of touch with reality, <laughs> like real life, like, no, dead ass, like, 17 and was just like had the mind of a 12 year old just because they hadn't had that social interaction with other people so when they would come around other people like that room would be weird you know and not really being able to uh, cultivate friendships and yeah understand certain things so i don't know that would be an interesting situation if parents pushed for that and then they had a group of people that said okay we'll just do virtual learning you know so let let me get to uh I hope I don't mess her name up. So Raya Moberly's comment, she said, if numerous family members have or had COVID-19, I wouldn't send my children to school. So far, only one of my family members had COVID-19, and that was because she is in the Navy and couldn't quarantine on the ship until they found land. Um, Jarvis, is it a requirement for the kids who are coming back that the teachers must fill out information if anybody in their family has had COVID-19? And how many family members, if so? No, nah, I don't believe so. But I mean, man, you'd be surprised how many people are, are, are probably hiding that. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, but but you know what? But you know what's so crazy is it is it's not hard to get the information because 
what I mean, and parents do realize this, they just probably are, are you know, kind of oblivious to what goes on at school. But man, them kids come and have no filter. They will tell, um, <laughs> like, like for, and I mean, and they not trying to rat nobody out. They're not trying to rat their parents out, but you know, I've seen situations where, you know, I mean, we'd be on Zoom and kids would be in the chat just going off like, oh yeah, I had COVID and you know, yeah, my parents and you know, like, you know, but they don't have that filter to where they know like, okay, yeah, you know, maybe I shouldn't be talking about this in the chat with 20 of my other friends and my teacher, you know what I'm saying? They don't have that filter. But like, parents, don't, parents don't really realize it. Some of these parents are one day away from losing their job. Absolutely. Like you said, it's not right that you send your kids, but they probably like, man, they got a little cold, they got a little fever. I'm sending them to school because this is, if I get it, I'm going to get fired and that's going to affect, they could be single parents and you know, but nobody else cares about that because they're like, well, you, then now you're going to make my kids sick, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever. But it's like, it's situational. Like, what do you do when you're in a situation like that? It's almost like your hands are tied. Yeah. yeah. I mean, babysitter or not, if that's the way it's said, not saying that they don't uh, appreciate you guys as educators too, but a lot of people get their jobs based off of daytime hours because this is when my kids are in school. This yeah. is when I work. So they're there and I'm, boo so think about it when COVID hit. These jobs had to let these people that wasn't shut down off because there was the, nobody there to watch their young kids, especially yeah. when you got, you know, four or five, six year olds, or, yeah. you know, a little bit older than that. What are you going to do? Yeah. So uh, let me get to a, get to Miss, I hope I don't mess her name up, uh, Tanisha Harris. She, as far as like kids being mentally prepared to get back to school, she said, yes, kids adapt well, especially the young ones. My daughter comes home excited every day. And then uh, let's see, Chris DJ Day Day. Uh, they said it can go both ways. Some parents are ready for their kids to go back to school because they struggle online. But then there's a lot of students who don't even log in because their parents are working. So they think they can slack off. So, Very true. Very I think, true. Do you think that it's made some of the parents appreciate teachers more? Because I know a lot of times they say, oh, y'all ain't doing nothing mm -hmm. and whatever, whatever. But now that you have to take that role reversal and actually make sure they're doing their work and you look at some of the work. I mean, my cousin said he didn't look at his daughter's work like what the hell is this like <laughs> what you know because things have changed in school he said man i had to like really google and look some of the stuff up because i didn't understand like what they yeah. were going on so i mean do you, feel like, or you think do you feel like that they respected you more as a teacher that way i i think i think a lot of them initially mm -hmm. kind of had that respect like man you guys you know you really do a lot but then it got to the point where when school wasn't going back in right because just like everything else, everybody looks to point the finger at somebody, right? So, like, I think eventually it was like the, I mean, and what I'm hoping is, is most of their feelings are towards, well, well, I'm not even hoping that because, you know, the the decisions and stuff that the board members and that people in the district, you know, you know, the decisions they had to make weren't easy decisions. And then you got all these people protesting it, talking about they're going to run and get them kicked out because they have a large following of, of people who who would vote for them because they would vote for this or or i mean you know what i'm saying so th those decisions are very very hard decisions they had to make and it's and, and it doesn't come lightly because what you got to realize is if if those board members would have said okay we're going back to school regardless i don't care and then kids started getting sick let's say a kid dies let's say two kids die let's say because of we back in school you know, more parents and grandparents pass away. 
I don't know how anybody else would look at it, but if I was sitting on that board or someone who had to make that decision, I would feel like that that that, that death is on my hands, right? Because I chose to do this, and because I chose to do this, the trickle down effect happened, and the one thing we didn't want to happen, and and for me, I just think differently. Like like one life loss is a is a loss. You know what I'm saying? That's too many. Yeah, it's way too many. One life is way too many. Some people don't look at it like that. You know, I've, I've personally heard people talk when they talk about the coronavirus or just any type of like sickness, like, well, it's inevitable that we got to die sometime. And, you know, you know, we got to die. We all die sometime. I mean, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. I feel that, bro. But if 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 you tell me, OK, we all going to get burned at some point in time in my life. But don't touch that stove. I'm not going to touch that stove, right? I'm going to get burned accidentally walking into somebody's uh, 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 hot comb or something in the bathroom or something, right? On accident. I'm not going to purposely touch no stove. Hmm. And I think that's the situation we're looking at here. Like, we we know this is real. Like, we've seen how many people it has killed. And people, you know, when you look at stuff like this, people like to compare it to other viruses or other this, this, and this. Man, the reality is, is we don't know. And the way it hit, mm-hmm. like, and I think the more distant some things get, like, people don't realize, like, it was just last, what, April, May, when they was, when it was videos, pictures of of them not having enough room in morgues and stuff in New York, and they having to keep them in, like, straight stuff. Yeah, like, like, man, that's real. Like, come on, man. But you know, but I think everyone just has a different perspective, man. And I'm not knocking anybody, you know what I'm saying? Because it's probably a lot of teachers that that think one way or think the other way, you know what I'm saying? I don't really care about no political affiliation or anything like that. I, I wasn't never one of those people that believed that a political affiliation made this virus real or not. So I, I'm not really like caring anything about that. But um, but I really think there there's so much more to it. That, that people kind of need to kind of need to raise up off of it and I hope parents did not take it personal against the teachers because believe it or not you know I can honestly speak for this right so the majority of the teachers I work with if not all the teachers that I've heard you know that I've actually had a conversation with we teaching online and virtually and planning for all that is a lot harder mm-hmm. than, than actually being in person one Two, I don't know if you, well, I, I don't know if most parents know this or not, but when we have your kids in, in, in our schools, in our classrooms, we develop a sense of relationship with your kids that like those little kids become basically like our kids, right? So we care for those kids, most teachers. I can't speak for all teachers, but most teachers. So we care, we wanna see your kids too. We love your kids. You know what I'm saying? We love and care about your kids. So it ain't like we just don't want to be in school and you think we at home just resting. Man, I probably worked so much and had so many like, you know, mentally, you know, from a mental standpoint, me having to plan and do a lot of the stuff I was doing and, uh, you know, collaborating with different teachers and trying to make schedules work and this, this and this. That was, man, it's so different. And and for me, I'm still kind of dealing with it in this last week because, um, you know, on my caseload, I have students that are still virtual and I have students coming into school. And even when all the grade levels are able to come into school, I have some kids who still opted 
to stay virtual. So uh, it, it, it's it's so much more complex than what people think, man. It, it's so much more. And uh, before we wrap things up, let's get to a couple more of these comments. Uh, Deshaun, he says, I probably have had the most messages from parents this year showing appreciation for what we do and quote unquote handling their children. They have found out we're not really lying about their kids' behavior in school when it comes to not com- completing work and such. So I'm, I'm pretty sure, Jarvis, you you probably got some parents, you know, saying, hey, yeah, my kid probably is in your classroom messing up a little bit. Um, but like I said, before we wrap this up, uh, Chris DJ Day Day, uh, hinted on the kids slacking uh, Chrissy you you talked about you know acclimating kids um, do you guys think that uh, this virtual learning has affected the way these kids learn moving forward I do well you know you know what's crazy is that when I went to school back I went back to college you can do it online so to be honest with you, like, that's just, I mean, that's the way things have turned as far as after high school, mm-hmm. you can go to school online, get all your answers offline. Like things have turned differently. So I guess for uh, elementary, middle school, high school or whatever, I think it's a lot different. And I think they learn differently. Like you said, I think kids need structure and some of these kids don't get it. Like you said, like the, the one uh, person said, the parents ain't home, they slack off. Yeah, you know, if somebody's not, and, and, and even as an adult, you know, at work, if, if my team leads off the line, shoot, I might be, you know, doing whatever. As soon as I see him, you know, I straight. I mean, that's just human nature. You know what I, I mean? Say when the when the when the cats away, the mice will play. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I don't know. I think we just have to roll with it. But I, I guess my question with that cue is, has there been any talks to summer school? Mm, that's a great question. Okay. Not that I know of. Or need to catch up or yeah. So 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 to my understanding, and you know, I don't want anyone out there to think that 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 this is uh you know that this word is bond right now. So don't go to your school and say uh but to my understanding, the majority of schools are going to offer uh summer programs. Um so there go that daycare parent. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, nah, but uh, but you know, and I mean, and the reality is, is a lot of kids need it, right? You you have a lot of kids, like like Chrissy said, education, you know, outside of high school, mainly, you know, well, not mainly, but you can go online if you want. You know, the biggest difference, like she said, it's different for you know elementary, middle, and high school because of the accountability piece, right? By that time, we're expected to be a, but I, you know, you you've seen grown adults go to college or you well not grown adults but i guess young adults go to college and flunk out because now they have some independency mm-hmm. and and they just flunk out you've seen people who thought they could do online but can't hold their own selves accountable and do it online right it's an now, online yeah and now just think about yeah now just think about children mm-hmm. who who aren't mature enough to, to really handle responsibility and accountability really the way you want it, right? There, there's very few kids that you could just say, okay, this kid is going to do what they had to do, right? But uh, who said it? Chris or Deshaun, they were saying about the uh, the kids at home slacking off. Was that Deshaun? That was Chris. That was Chris's Chris. comment. Okay. So, you know, like Chrissy said, 
parents have to go to work and some parents are faced with that decision of either I'm going to go to work or I'm going to get fired. So, you know, the kid might be at home doing virtual by themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and the reality is, is this kid might be a second grader. He might be a second grader that can barely, you know, that struggles, you know, because we think about technology now, right? And we think that, like, these kids can grab your iPhone or grab a, uh, like, an iPad or a tablet or something to kind of go to work, right? But you give them a Chromebook and it's almost like, hold on, what a Chromebook? What do I, right. you know, what do I do on this? Like a tube TV compared to a flat screen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, I mean, it's, it, it's, Man, there, there's so much dynamic behind it, man. And I, I can't, you know what I'm saying? It's hard for me to, it, it's hard for me to even judge that parent that that has to make the decision of of going to work or, you know, do I stay at home or do I do I try to trust my second grader enough, you know, maybe leave them a, a, a sandwich in the refrigerator, you know, some snacks and stuff to eat until I get home and just let them do what they do. You know what I'm saying? What's the legal age to leave your kids at home by themselves? I don't know. I really don't even know. Uh, I don't that's know. a great question. 12, 9, 12? I, I, would, I wouldn't even say 12. I think that still might be quote unquote a little too young. I mean, no, I know for sure. It's got to be for sure 12. I, I didn't know if it was younger, but for sure you can leave your child at home at 12. Man, uh, we, we might need to do a part two about this because I, I want to know and and have some, te- I mean, so I have some parents let us know for the younger kids that they have how did they handle that with balancing work and making sure their first grader or kindergarten or second grader was able to stay at home and and still do virtual learning so uh some of the parents are telling all they sales (laughs) i would like to be able to have a parent on here that is for the kids going back to school i would like to be able to have a parent on here to discuss that no, we need to leave them at home because X, Y, Z. And I would also like to have another um, educator on here okay. to give us, you know, a different dynamic of how they feel and be able to have some dialogue and go back and forth and bounce yeah. off each other. So that's a, that, might, that might be next week's show with the school kids continuously going back to school. Uh, parents, if you're on the fence or you have you elected not to to let your kids go back to school. Uh, inbox us or as you see Jarvis's uh, name right there and Chrissy J's name down there inbox one of them say hey I would be interested in coming on the show I decided to not let my kid go to school I want to tell y'all my reasons why but if, for the parents out there who did elect to let their kids go to school same thing applies inbox he said she said or Jarvis or Chrissy J and let us know your reason why um, if you're an educator where it's per educator whatever the case may be hit us up so we can get you on the show to pair up with Jarvis because Jarvis don't know what the hell he talking about. So (laughs) to pair us up, but everybody who did tune in today, uh, we appreciate you and thank you for tuning in. Everybody who shared the show. Thank you very much. We appreciated that. Uh, If you want to see previous episodes, check out the YouTube channel. He said, she said, talk where you can see a a bevy of other shows. If you don't have time to sit down and watch the show, you can listen to us on all podcast streaming platforms like our heart radio, uh apple podcast spotify google play store and you can check out previous podcasts on there as well uh come through, hold on. Come through. We, I, guess I was putting deshaun's comments on deshaun said he'll come on, so there's another educator right there uh that we can have come on the show so we we might have to reach out to you deshaun about possibly coming on next week uh, uh chrissy J, you got something you want to say to the people before we get out of here i'll be going to let jarvis say something because i'm trying to pull something up so i can 
Okay. okay. Uh, Jarvis? Yeah, and if anybody knows any board members or something that, that, yeah. that wouldn't mind coming and talking about, you know, why, you know, some of the decisions they made and how they came to those decisions, that'd be great, too. Uh, I appreciate you guys tuning in, man. We got a lot more topics uh, outside of the school stuff, too. So, like, uh, like Q said, man, go check. Chris, yep, come through. Yep, we all for it. Um, but, yeah, man, everybody come through, man, and uh, go to the YouTube, the the podcast, the Facebook lives, y'all can go in the group or whatever and check out uh, other episodes. And if anybody just has an idea that they want to bounce off with us and come on the show and talk about, uh, like you said, go ahead and, uh, you know, inbox one of us and, and we'll go ahead and get that set up, man, and have you guys come on the show and do a show on it, man. Outside of that, I'm good, man. Appreciate y'all. I got something real quick on a lighter note. So I don't know if you guys are aware, but, uh, you know, our boy Tank uh, be in Lexington coming up, right? Right. So, talk to our peoples or whatever. So, want to uh, do a giveaway. So, we're okay. trying to figure out now what the, what it's going to be. And we'll, we'll do the um, giveaway on next Thursday show for a ticket. So, right now, I know regular tickets are 40. Uh, VIPs are 80. And he's going to be here hosting show with a, what is that, a Sting? He's going yeah, right. yeah. to host and perform. So, listen. We're going to figure it out. Make sure you stay logged on to He Said, She Said this week or my my personal page on Facebook or uh, Nephew Q or Jarvis's or anything. And I don't know. We, we, we got to come up with a, uh, we got to come up with what contest we're going to do to give this ticket away, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chris DJ, he said Mike F. April 10th uh, in Louisville. Hey, we, uh, hey, we you know, for that too. Hey, you know, Chris, if you, if you got a plug, man, hop in the inbox, man, and we'll, we'll let you come on the show and, and give it away yourself, man. How about, how about that? So, uh, but yeah, like Chrissy J said, tune in, make sure you, you follow and watch the page because we'll be giving away a ticket for the tank per, uh, performance that'll be at Sting's uh, nightclub, even though I shouldn't be saying that because, you know, they need to pay us for that. You know, that's, that's free advertisement. But anyway, we getting ready to get on up out of here. Uh, hold on, Chris DJ. He no, said, no. We, we, got, we better get the interview with Tank, so we good. So, Chris, he said, one, hey, hey, Chris, if you can set that up to somehow we can, we'll, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. But, anyways, <laughs> we get ready to get on up out of here. Appreciate everybody tuning in. As always, we want you to treat somebody how you want somebody to treat your mama. And we out of here. Peace. Peace.